I tell you what, but some of us old folks, but if we just get in tune with God and want to do something for God, somebody say amen, like we want to do something for everything else to get glory. Amen, if we do something to give him glory, amen, there ain't no telling what God might do. Amen right there, we own. Amen. Boy, I tell you what, I love the Lord this morning. Boy, it's good to be here. Good to be in God's house. Amen. Boy, I'd rather be here, amen, than the best prison. Ain't that right? I'd rather be here than locked up in jail somewhere. Amen goes right there. I'd rather be here, glory to God, than the best hospital in ICU with the best doctor looking after me. Is everybody all right? I'd rather be in the Lord's house anywhere I know. Amen goes right there. That's right. Amen. Amen. I'd certainly rather be here than in a, in a party on the street in Atlanta. Is everybody all right? Amen. I mean, boy, hey, I come to the house of God to get in. I didn't come to get out. I didn't come to go home. Is everybody all right? I was just wondering. I was just wondering today. Amen. I, I, the Lord dealt with me about something. We'll get into it here. Amen. And I was just wondering, you know, when Jesus walked the streets over there in Jerusalem, amen, and everywhere he went, Bethlehem, all the places he walked, amen, every time he went somewhere, Brother John, there's always a huge crowd that gathered around him. Ain't that right, Mason? Big crowd always gathered around Jesus. As he was walking, Amen, and the crowd was with him, and people were out, amen, on the outskirts of the crowd. Amen, people that had heard that he was coming or had heard about him but never seen him, and as he began to walk, buddy, what, what do you think they would do? They'd shout out to him, right? They'd ask him for things, didn't they? Asked him for a lot of things, different things. And we'll get into it here in just a minute, but I thought about, I thought about, boy, if, if we got here this morning and Jesus in bodily form walked through that door right there, is everybody all right? And he began to walk down the aisle here of the church, amen, and, and we begin to look up and behold him and, and see him as he walked by. Amen, and, and be just be stricken with just awe, amen, and, and just kind of amazed. And, and buddy, we might, we, might, we might holler out to him and ask him something. I wonder what you would ask him. If Jesus Christ walked through that door in bodily form and you knew, you knew beyond shadow of doubt it's him, he began to walk past your aisle, what would you holler out to him? What would you ask him? Think about that. Amen. What would you ask him for? A bank account? Would you ask him for uh, uh, worldly material things? I begin to pray and seek the Lord, and, and, and boy, we all have needs. Somebody say Amen. We all have situations and circumstances we really want to see the Lord work in. Some are physical, right? Hello. Some are spiritual. Amen. Some things we are battling, amen, in our warring in our mind and in our heart. Is everybody okay? 
We're fighting battles, amen, the world can't see. Right? Some of us are fighting for our very sanity. Some of us are fighting for our families. Some of us may be fighting for our marriages. Some of us may be fighting for our children or our parents or our spouses or our siblings. Is everybody okay? And as Jesus would walk by today, what would you holler out and ask him for? I don't know how this is going to but I'm just going to obey the Lord. Amen. And so as I begin to pray and study about that, I read the Bible as Jesus passed by many places. People would cry out to him, Brother Darrell. People would cry out to him. In the book of Matthew, there's several places that I'll be reading from. And in Matthew chapter number 9, verses 27 through 21, there's some blind men that are healed. Amen? I said there's some blind men that get healed because Jesus is walking by in the multitudes around him and they had heard he's coming by and as he began to come by, Amen. Listen, it says in verse 27, And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Thou son of David, a God most high, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. These men are blind. They cannot see. Amen. And they're crying out to the one that can heal them. Amen. And they're saying, have mercy on us. Right? And in Matthew, chapter number 20, there's two more blind men. Amen. Those blind men over there, they got up after Jesus healed them, Brother Jonathan, and they, they went out and they began to tell it everywhere. And here's two more blind men in chapter number 20, verse 29. And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him, and behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, what? Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them because they should hold their peace, but they cried the more. Somebody say amen. Amen. It do some of us good to just cry a little more. Is everybody all right? It do you good to get rid of your pride, sir, and cry a little more. It do you good, ma'am, uh, to cry a little more. Somebody say amen. I'm telling you right now, we need to cry a little more sometimes. Amen. We need to cry out to him more. Amen. And we need to ask him for mercy in our lives. These men, they cried out for mercy. Amen. They tried to hush them, but they cried the more. Amen. Saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. 
and Jesus stood still. Amen. There's just something when somebody starts crying out for mercy. Amen. And they're not asking a bunch of other things. Amen. That gets God's attention. Hey, is everybody all right? And Jesus stood still. Right? Right? Amen. But the first thing we better remember in our lives is if it was not for the mercy of God. What do we need in our life more than than our natural food, amen, today. We need the mercy of God. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, I need this and I need that. Yeah, but if he's coming by and I really realize what type of person I am and what shape I'm in, somebody say amen. Amen, I want him to have mercy on me. Bible says mercy rejoiceth over judgment. Somebody say amen right there. I tell you, I want the mercy of God. I need the mercy of Jesus Christ in my life. Amen, because if the judgment falls, I'm guilty. You are too. You won't be able to stand under that judgment. Is everybody all right? And so as they begin to cry out, he stood still, and then he said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? First thing they got is attention. They didn't beat around the bush. They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. They didn't ask him, Amen, for a new Cadillac. Is everybody all right? They didn't ask him. I mean, they were very specific about what they needed in their life. Amen. When you pray to God, best thing you can do is just be real specific. Don't beat around the bush. Don't ask for things, amen, that don't amount to a hill of beans. Ask him for things, amen, that you need in your life. Things you're concerned about. This was a physical need in their lives. Amen. He's saying God. So Jesus, what did it say? Had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and listened to this. And they followed him. They followed him. I promise you, amen, you'll never go wrong following him. You want the mercy of God and you want the blessings of God in your life, Best thing you can do is follow him. Somebody say amen. That includes following his word. Amen. Amen goes right there. Amen. I mean, by the best thing you can do if you want the blessings of God or the flow in your life, if you've got physical needs in your life, God, he's full aware of that. Amen. Get his attention. Cry out for his mercy. Amen. And then when he stops and he's paying attention and he asks you, what is it you need? Then you tell him and be specific. Everybody all right? They were. They were, same God. So as I begin to look at that, I begin to think about the mercy of God. Amen. And we read over in Mark about blind Bartimaeus. Is everybody all right? Amen. And the Bible said that he cried out. Amen. He asked for mercy over in Mark chapter number 10. Amen. And they came, verse 46, to Jericho. And as it went out of Jer- and as he went out of Jericho, with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timotheus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of God, of David, have mercy on me. What you need in your life today is mercy. If he was walking by 
in the physical body, what would you add? Whatever your mind went to before, you need to chunk it. And you need to ask him for mercy today. You need to ask him for mercy in your life. Somebody says, I'm already saved. That's okay, we'll get to that too. You still need the mercy of God. Amen? Because listen to this. He said, have mercy on me. And many charging that he should hold his peace, but he cried out the more. He cried the more. A great deal. Amen. Don't be silent. Let God know, hey, I know I'm poor and needy, Lord, and I need mercy in my life. I need your mercy on me. Amen. The world telling me you ain't real. The world telling me you won't supply my need. The world telling me I can do it on my own. But let me tell you, Lord, I need mercy. Have mercy on my life. Have mercy on my home. Have mercy on my family. We need mercy from you. Don't let the world silence you. Everybody okay? It's preaching time. And so a, a, and Jesus stood still again and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he called thee. And listen to this. And he casting away his garment, rose, and came to Jesus. Right? There may be some things when the mercy of God shows up in your life. For you to get it right, that you're going to have to get rid of. Oh, y'all quiet this morning. Amen. He said, I want you to come. And you know what he did? He cast some things away. There may be some things, if you're really going to receive the full mercies of God, you're going to have to get rid of. Is everybody all right? To, be, to become obedient to the Lord. And so I looked that up, Brother Durrell, because I'm not a very educated man. I know I'm not real smart. I know y'all all know what mercy means. Amen. So I looked that up in my, in my Strong's Concordance in the, in, the, in the Hebrew word because I realize that a lot of times a Hebrew word, it may have several different kind of meanings and, and they come up with, you know, they're done right. Amen. I believe it's led of the Lord, all that. But it's Elio, Elio, Elio. I believe is how you pronounce it. Elio. It's the Hebrew word. It means to have or be compassionate. By word or deed. Specifically, listen to this. Specifically, by divine grace. Grace. Amen. To have compassion or to shew pity on or shew mercy. So I looked in Psalm or uh, Noah Webster's 1828 because there's some things I wanted to know about mercy. Amen. And as I begin to look at mercy and compassion, the word mercy, as I look that up, and in, in it's the that benevolent mildness or tenderness of heart. This is mercy which disposes a person to overlook injuries. What, what we've done to somebody, they overlook that. Or to treat an offender better than he deserves. Can I tell you, we are all offenders of the grace. Are you hearing me? We're all guilty this morning of sin in our life. The, the, the disposition that tempers justice and induces and 
injured person to forgive trespasses and injuries and to forbear punishment or inflict less than law or justice will warrant. In this sense, there is perhaps no word in our language precisely. This is Noah Webster's 1828, the American Dictionary. This is what he says. Remember, this Noah Webster could quote the King James Bible chapter and verse from Genesis to Revelation. A lot of the definitions that this country was founded on that we find in our Webster's Dictionary come from him. And he gets them out of the Bible. So he said, there is perhaps no word in our language precisely synonymous with mercy that which comes nearest to it is grace. Grace. So as I look at that, it says, and it implies benevolence, tenderness, mildness, pity, or compassion, and clemency by exercised only towards offenders. Mercy is a distinguishing attribute of the supreme being. Are you hearing me? Really? There's only one that has that attribute, that tenderness of heart to show mercy. Is everybody all right? Because we are all offenders. He is not. It said, the Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiven iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty. You can find that in numbers in your Bible. Pity, compassion manifested towards a person in distress. Grace, favor, amen. Eternal life is the fruit of mercy. And it said, it said that to be compassionate. And I looked that up because I wanted to find out what that meant. And it means having a temperament or disposition to pity, inclined to shew mercy, merciful, having a heart that is tender and easily moved by the distresses, sufferings, wants, and infirmities of others. There never was a heart truly great and generous that was not also tender and compassionate. And I thought about that and I looked up grace. Amen, because we're dealing with mercy. And if he walked by today, we'd say, oh God, oh Lord, have mercy on me. That's what they said, amen, and they got their prayers answered. They got their sight back, amen. I believe a lot of folks are walking through the world today spiritually blinded. They can't see what's right and wrong anymore, amen, and why? Because they need the mercy of God to give them their sight back, to restore their vision, amen, so they can see the difference. Hey, is everybody all right? And find out the will of God for their life. Grace. And we know, we know it's, it's the favor of God, amen. We know it's the, it's the divine influence upon the heart and the reflection in the light. Amen, Noah Webster says it like this, favorable influence of God, divine influence, or the influence of the Spirit in renewing the heart and restraining from sin. Is everybody all right? That's what the grace of God will do in your life. Amen, when you allow it to reflect Amen, it's the influence. God will speak to you. He will try to influence you to do what's right. It's up to you to let it reflect and let people see it. Is everybody all right? Amen, you ever took a flashlight 
Amen. You can get you a mirror and you can put it up there and you can look in that mirror and it's fine and it's dandy. Amen. You can see the reflections of you. Amen. But if you take a flashlight and shine it right in it, it'll blind you. Is everybody all right? Is that light shining back out of you? That light of the grace of God? Amen. That's been put in your heart. Amen. The influence of God. Amen. Are you letting that be reflective in your life? Amen. He said, the application of Christ's righteousness to the sinner. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. A state of reconciliation to God. Virtuous, uh, 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 virtuous, our religious affection, our disposition, as a liberal disposition, faith, meekness, humility, patience, a proceeding from the divine influence. Is that what's coming out of your life? Or are you overbearing? Amen. Or are you just, are you trying to despise, amen, the influence of God? Talk to me now. Spiritual, says it's spiritual instruction, improvement and edification. The grace of God ought to improve your life. It ought to improve your relationship. Listen to me. Not only with God, amen, not only with the church, but with your family. Somebody say amen. If you're allowing the influence of God, amen, to shine out of your life, and they're allowing the influence of God to come out of their life, it ought to improve your relationships. Amen goes right there. Want to know when we have, when we have friction? It's when we try to suffer, amen, the reflection of God, the reflection of that grace. We try to hide it. We don't allow it to influence us. It's there. He's trying, but we shut it down. Is everybody all right? Amen goes right there. I don't go home with y'all. Eternal life, final salvation. Favor, mercy, pardon. And in, in the West it says like this, bow and sue, listen to this, for grace with the supplant of the knee. Amen. Get on your knees. Amen. And ask God and beg God and say, God, you said you'd give me that grace. You would put an influence in my heart. And I want that influence. I want to hear what you got to say so I can let it shine out. Let it be reflective in my life. Is everybody all right? Uh, this ain't what y'all wanted this morning, is it? So as I begin to look at this mercy, amen, I see back over in the book of Matthew, there's a couple other things. and We talked about some physical needs of ourself. Is everybody all right? What about the needs of others? Amen. You got you got love. We got all got loved ones, right? Got family members that's well. They need they need help. Amen. So in Matthew chapter number fifteen, I want you to hear this. I want you to get a hold of this. Amen. I want you to get a hold of this. Matthew chapter number 15, talking about, talking about what you would ask the Lord if he walked by you today. The crowd was gathered. I know, I know you're perfect. I know, I, know, I know you don't do nothing wrong. Everybody okay? What about that family member? Matthew chapter number 15, verse number 21 says this, Then Jesus 
Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. Right? Isn't that what it said? But she's got a serious problem, Brother Durell. She's got a real bad problem in her life. She says, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter. Have mercy on me because, because of my child. Lord, have mercy on me, amen, because of my daughter. Amen, she, listen to this, is grievously vexed with a devil. Lord, have mercy on me because my daughter, my daughter's possessed. She's wicked. She's ungodly. And it's tearing me apart. It's ripping my mind up. It's keeping me awake at night. It's tearing my heart out. I don't want her. I live like she's living. Lord, have mercy on me for I don't go crazy over my children. Is everybody okay? That's what she's saying. Our problem's deeper than that, though. Amen? Good names rather to be chosen than great riches. I wonder sometimes, boy, if some of us children would have ever put ourselves in our mama's or daddy's place and how we'd make them feel doing the things we was doing, acting like we was acting, doing, living like we was living. But if we'd have done those things and we realized how it ripped their hearts out, hey, is everybody all right? It's preaching time. Hallelujah. Amen. We walk around puffed up with pride. You can't tell me nothing. You don't tell me how to live. I'm telling you right now, buddy, I'm telling you right now what rips my heart out is my children and my grandchildren. Is everybody okay? She says, have mercy on me because of my daughter. Vexed. Got a devil in her. Listen to this. But he answered her not a word. He didn't even pay her no mind. Are you hearing me? He didn't even pay her no mind. She's saying the right thing. Have mercy on me. Amen. My daughter's but he answered not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Ain't that what he said? She's not one of mine. But listen to this. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, Help me. What would you say to the Lord if he passed by this morning? Huh? Would you tell him everything he ain't done? Would you tell him everything, amen, that everybody else has done to you? Would you tell him how miserable, amen, he's made your life? Would you tell him, would you tell him, amen, all these different things? Or would you look at him and say, oh, God, help me? Would you say, oh, Lord, help me. Have mercy on me. I've got loved ones, Lord, that's, 
that's going to hell. I've got loved ones that's living wicked and ungodly. I've got loved ones that's out there in the world and they're getting scarred up and beat up and ripped up and tore up. They know better. They ain't supposed to be doing that. Oh, God, have mercy on me. And if he didn't answer, would you puff up and say, well, that's it, I quit. No, I believe you'd fall on your face. I would. I said, oh, God, help me. That's what she's doing. She said, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me deal with it. Help me learn to live. Amen. Until you move in their lives. Is everybody okay? Everybody all right? Boy, I told the Lord, I said, I don't know how in the world this is going to go. Man, it's going pretty good right about now. I don't know about y'all. Amen. But he's here. And she said, Lord, help me. You know what? She wouldn't give up. She wouldn't give up. She said, Lord, help. She didn't give up. She didn't give up on getting his attention. And she didn't give up on her daughter, the need in her life. And she didn't let God forget what she needed. Somebody say amen. She wouldn't give up. Amen. The devil will tell you ain't no use, but don't you dare give up. You keep praying for him. Amen. You keep going running after the Lord. But he answered then, said, verse 26, it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Okay, I'm a dog, Lord, if that's what you say. Everybody all right? He knows us best. Somebody say amen. He said, I, I, can't, I can't give what I got to the dogs. And listen what this lady says that won't give up. And she said truth. She didn't pump up because Jesus called her out. Is everybody all right? Most of y'all get puffed up when the preacher calls you out. Then I don't even know you sin, but I preach against you get mad. I can only imagine what you do when Christ comes by and says, you're a dog. You're a rotten, stinking dog. You've been living like a dog. Is everybody okay? And you come to me asking for mercy. You knew better. You know better. You come to me asking mercy for them. They know better. And and you come to me asking for help. You're a dog. What you gonna do? Oh, she, she, she jumped up and barked at him. No. She jumped up and bit him. She growled. No. She got mad and said, that's it, I'm done, I'm done with you. Turned around and walked off and left and never went back. No. She said, and she said truth. I'm a dog. But she didn't stop there, Jesse Buckley. And she said truth, Lord, get the dogs dogs, me, eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. That boy, that got his heart. That got to that compassionate heart. 
amen, when, when she didn't try to deny what she'd done, where she'd been, amen, but she was saying, Lord, you're still my master, and God, that's okay. You ain't got to throw me a big piece. Amen, just give me a crumb every once in a while. Amen, just give me a nugget. Just give me a little taste. Just give me a nipple. Amen, a nipple. Amen, just give me a nibble. Everybody all right? Everybody okay? She said, Lord, you're right, it's true. But the dogs, they eat the crumbs at the master's table. And you know what he done? He said, then Jesus answered, listen to this. Said unto her, O woman. Boy, she just went from a dog to a woman. Ain't that something? I believe she just went from lost to saved. Hallelujah. Oh, woman, great is thy faith. Don't give up. You got loved ones out there? Don't give up. You've got children? Don't give up. You've got spouses? Don't give up. You've got parents, don't give up. Great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And listen at this, and her daughter was made whole from that very hour. And then over a couple pages there maybe in Matthew chapter number 17, we read of a son, a man and his son, a man and... This lady was praying for mercy for herself to try to help and deal with her wayward child. Right? Didn't we read that? Have mercy on me for my daughter. This is what she's done. This man's got a, got a son. Got a son. Chapter number 17 of the book of Matthew, verse number 14. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him. Amen. You'll get more out of him if you'll get on your knees. Is everybody all right? It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of respect. Amen. It's a sign of placing him above you. Is everybody okay? Acknowledging he's God. He's the Almighty. Somebody say amen. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. Let me tell you something. You've got, you've got wayward loved ones. They're not going to pray for themselves. They're, they think they're living it up out there and you see what's really going on. Somebody's got to intercede for them and ask for the mercy of, because if the judgment of God falls on them, is everybody hearing me? Listen to what he's saying now. Have mercy on my son for he is a lunatic. Woo-wee. You just got to be honest with the Lord. Is everybody okay? Have mercy on my son. Lord, you know he's a good boy. He don't do much wrong. No, he's a lunatic. He's crazy as a Betsy bug. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? He needs his rear end wore out. Somebody say amen. This man's just telling the truth. I mean, you need to be truthful with God. You can lie to everybody else. 
Amen. But just be truthful. God, they're living like the devil. They're living in sin. They're wrapped up in it. They're doing things they was taught better. Lord, have mercy on them. Don't kill them. They're crazy. They're sinful. They're wicked and ungodly. He don't need you to come. Oh, Lord, he's a good boy. He's so good, boy. He's so good. He, he, he's not doing nothing bad. No, he's just strung out on dope. He's a drunk. Is everybody all right? So, somebody say amen. Huh? Doing everything, doing that. They're doing everything they was taught better to do. It's called rebellion. And do you know that rebellion's worse than the sin of witchcraft in the eyes of God? Is everybody okay? That's what the scriptures say. Man, we tiptoe around. We tiptoe around feelings. Amen. But these, these people are serious with God. They're trying to get in touch with God. They're trying to come on behalf of their family. One's having trouble dealing with it. And they need help to keep their sanity. He's just coming faithful. He's just coming truthful before the Lord. My boy's a lunatic. Is everybody all right? Sits out at night and howls at the moon. like somebody's got it going on, don't it? Is everybody okay? Sounds like somebody that's pretty smart. Woo! Blow the mind out on dope. Over in Mark, it's, uh, he talks about it. He, 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 he casts himself in the fire and in the water here. Amen, over in the book of Mark, talking about the same, same lunatic boy. It says that demon that's living in him is trying to destroy him, casting him into the fire, casting him into the water, trying to destroy him, trying to kill him. That's what the devil's trying to do. Trying to kill him. <laughs> May not be your son. May be your sibling that's acting that way. Is everybody okay? Huh? May be your spouse like that. Ranting and raving. Is everybody all right? Puts on the dog out in front of everybody when they get home. Everybody okay? That's what a lunatic does. Somebody say amen right there. Hallelujah. Amen. I know I lived with one. Amen. My daddy was a lunatic. Is everybody all right? Amen. When you come home, it's ah, 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 always up harping about something. He's screaming and hollering. Is everybody okay? Whack up. Amen. Beat on mama, beat on us. Ah, ah, I'm getting quiet. Say it again. Amen, boy. The little ones are, uh, amen me. That's right. You amen, Papa, till you die, or till he dies. Hallelujah. I'm 90. I, I'm 90. Hey, boys, look here. If Papa's 90 and he's up preaching and he's going like this, look here, look here, come oh, oh, oh. Y'all say amen. That's right. Hallelujah. Won't nobody else say it. Amen. You want to know why? You want to know why? It might, it might not even be that you got a, somebody that's a lunatic. It might be you are. <laughs> Said, Lord, have mercy on my son because he's a lunatic. The devil's got him. He's got him going crazy, acting crazy. Doing wrong. The devil's moved in and he's trying to kill him. He's trying to destroy him. 
This is what he said. Now listen to this. Sore vexed. Verse, verse number 15. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. For oft time he falleth in the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. What does he say? Hey, some things, amen, I can help people with. Hey, sometimes you can give people godly counsel, Brother Eric, and it, it takes. Hey, sometimes I can be up preaching, pulling somebody's here, and they, and they know it's right, and it takes. They sometimes they're going to shut me out. They're going to shut me down. You hear me? They're going to shut you down. The only thing you can do is pray for them and weep over them. Amen. And get them to Jesus. And as he's walking by, he said, have mercy on my son. Have mercy on my son. He said, I brought him to disciples. They could do no cure. Jesus answered and said, O faithless perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Get him to Jesus. I say get him to Jesus. Get him to where you know he's going to be. Amen right there. Hallelujah. If you can get him to the house of God, bribe him. Amen. Offer him $10 to come to church. Everybody all right? Tell them you'll take them out and buy them a steak dinner. Somebody say amen. I'd give, I, I, I try everything to get mine here. I sure do. Amen. That's right. I do whatever it takes. And, and, they, and sometimes they come and sometimes they don't. Why do you want them to get it here? Because the Holy Ghost comes by. Amen. He's walking by today. Amen. And I'm asking him to have mercy. Somebody. Well, I do everything I could to get in the house of God. Amen. Might be a, might not be the preacher. It might be a song. Talk to me. Amen. Might be the Holy Ghost getting a song, kind of like you done last week, and everybody got up testifying all over the place. Is everybody all right? Might be a service like that that reach out and get somebody by the heart. But Jesus told us what to do. I got to move on. I got to hurry. Amen. And Jesus, verse eighteen, and Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And listen to this, and the child was cured from that very hour. Amen. I know, I know there's things that sicknesses, and I'm not talking about that. He can heal sicknesses. Amen. But there's real live demons and devils hitting these kids. Boy, they get up to be about teenage years. Somebody say amen right there. Boy, and they get running with the wrong crowd, trying the wrong stuff, and before you know it, them old unclean spirits will swell up in them. And I'll pull them out. Oh yeah, if we ain't careful. We got to, we, when, they, when they get to be teenagers, our job ain't done, parents. That's when it gets the hardest. We got to worry about what crowd they run with at school. We got to worry about what boy wants to talk to them. Somebody say amen. Or what boy they sneaking around talking to. Or what girl they sneaking around talking to. Is everybody okay? Amen goes right there. That's right. Our job gets harder when they become teenagers. Because then they know everything and you can't tell them nothing. Is everybody all right? If y'all ain't got teenagers yet, boy, y'all blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. So listen to this. He said, but we'll go to verse 20. Disciples want to know why he could, they couldn't pass him out, cast him out. 
He said, because of your unbelief. Amen. If you had faith, grain of mustard seed, you shall say to the mountain, remove under hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. How be it? How be it? He tells us. He tells us they some things, Mama, Daddy, Brother, Sister, Son, Daughter. Listen to me. They some things. He said, How be it? This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. You worried about your loved ones and you ain't fasted over them yet? You ain't skipped a few meals and got alone, I mean got alone with God and wept and prayed and begged for mercy. Mercy. Oh, I worry about mama. But you ain't, you ain't, you ain't fasted over mama. She's so wicked and mean, but you ain't fasted over mama and prayed. I'm worried about my children, but you ain't fasted. Talk to me and prayed. Jesus tells us. They cried for mercy, Brandy Busby. He said, I'm going to give you mercy. But I'm going to tell you, there's some things in your life you're going to have to pray and fast over before you ever going to see any evidence. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? And for lack of time, I won't go reading it. But over in the book of Luke, you can go over there and read it if you want to. There's 10 lepers, Luke chapter number 17. In Luke chapter number 17, there's 10 lepers. And as Jesus is coming by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us. Leprosy. In the Bible, is the sin in our life. Is everybody all right? It's real easy. It's not, it's not far-fetched. It's not I'm making something up. In your life, when sin is eating you alive and devouring you, what you need is mercy. You may be saved. These, these were the right people. You know why? Because he's... When they said, have mercy on us, he said, go show yourself to the priest. You'll be cleansed. Uh, they knew the word of God. They knew what to do after that. They obeyed the Lord. And as they was going, they were healed. They were healed. And one looked down and said, hey, I'm healed. And one turned back and glorified God. One begin to glorify God, amen. And if you want the sin out of your life, you need to beg for his mercy and you need to start glorifying him. And the Bible said he came and fell at his feet, glory to God, and worshiped him. Mercy, have mercy on me. What would you have asked him this morning when he come walking by? What's in your life? There's sin in there. If there is, you need mercy. 
Amen? You need mercy. And can I tell you, there's not a one of us in here today. Well, except that one. Where's the little man? That one. These little ones. These little ones over here. Peyton. These little ones back here. They ain't got sin. I ain't of that crowd. Is everybody all right? They ain't going to hell. Not, not, not right now, no. I don't believe that. They, I don't believe that. I don't believe there ain't going to be no babies in hell. And I don't care what anybody tells you. Amen. If you don't like that, leave. Amen right there. That's right. There ain't no babies in hell. Amen. But there'll come a day in their life. There'll come a day in their life when they're going to need mercy. When they're going to need mercy. Timothy tells us grace, mercy, and peace. Oh boy. He said, I, I, I'll come to you with grace, mercy, and peace. Titus says grace, mercy, and peace. Amen. Believe it's first, second John. Grace, mercy, and peace. They run together. He said mercy. There's not a word in our language that really could represent that. Other, the only thing that comes close is the grace, the grace of God. Amen. When you cry out for mercy, when you cry out for mercy, and that grace of God moves in your heart, the influence, the divine influence of God moves in your heart. Listen to me, child of God. Listen there. When and only when, you hear me and you hear me well, you begin to let that influence reflect in your life, that's when all the turmoil, that's when all the warring and fighting inside of you will start to cease. And that's when the peace of God that passes all understanding will move in your heart and life. If you don't have peace this morning, it's because you're trying to hinder the work of the grace of God. You need mercy this morning. You're warring in your mind. You're warring in your heart. Amen. Y'all don't, don't think, listen, I looked that up. That, that peace. Noah Webster's. In a general sense, a state of quiet or tranquility. Freedom from disturbance or agitation. To individuals, to the temper of the mind. Freedom from war, freedom from internal commotion, freedom from private quarrels, suits or disturbances, freedom from agitation or disturbance, as from listening to this, from fear, terror, anger, anxiety, or the like. Quietness of mind. Somebody ought to shout. Amen. When was the last time your mind got quiet and did not torment you? Quietness of mind, tranquility, calmness. Listen to this. Quiet of conscience. You got a guilty conscience? Talk to me. What do you need this morning? You need mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And then the grace of God will show up 
amen, the divine influence upon your heart. And it's up to you after that. It's up to you what you do with it. Will you let it reflect in your life? Will you start being, will you start living like he's trying to direct you to? Will you start walking like he's trying to direct you?